tomorrow. The Buckeyes return to the field, and it's inside the shoe that they will host the 5-0 Maryland Terrapins. The Terps are trying to play spoiler on homecoming, but I think the Buckeyes are whipping up something that Maryland can't handle. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back for the episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is a Friday, October 6th in the year, 2023. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's how LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. During today's episode, we will discuss players and position groups that we need to watch tomorrow afternoon. And also, the future Buckeyes football schedules have been released. But first, it is time to get back to work. That bye week came at a great time. Talked about it and looked at it in different angles and discussed why that bye week came at a great time. Yes, I am a person that would love for it to happen at the halfway point in the season, which the halfway point would be after Penn State, another grueling physical game, just like Notre Dame was. And it would be right before or in between the game between Penn State and Wisconsin, which will also be another physical game. So I think that would be a great spot for it as well. Six in the front half of the season, six in the back half of the season. Man, that Notre Dame game was different. There were dudes all over the place in that game. Pros on both sides. And it was physical for all four quarters. Buckeyes were beat up. Notre Dame was beat up. Buckeyes walk away, maybe limp away by some with the victory. And that, that bye week was great, man. The schedule makers, maybe they knew the Buckeyes would need that bye week when it came. But it's time to get back to work. It's time to get back on the field and to show everybody that you are a playoff team. You are worthy of being a playoff team at the midpoint of the season. Now, it hasn't been earned yet, but I do believe the Buckeyes keep playing well. And, of course, Red River is tomorrow, Texas and Oklahoma, and I would be watching that game if I could, but I'll be locked in here because Red, Red River and um, Ohio State, Maryland are at the same time, 12 noon Eastern, one on the ABC. Ohio State's game is on Big Noon. It's on uh, Big Fox. It's uh, Big Noon kickoff, Big Noon Saturday. All that stuff is going on for this game between the undefeated Buckeyes and the undefeated Terrapins. That sounds weird, man. I think it's been 20-plus years since Maryland has been undefeated or started the season 5-0. and It's really, really odd to say Maryland is undefeated at this point in the season. But it's reality. Reality is also the Buckeyes should just come in and wipe Maryland off the field. Not saying it's going to be easy to, to do so. But, man, I have watched them week one, week two, week three, and week four, and way and way in outside of week four against Maryland. The first three games of the season, the Buckeyes are doing this feel-out process. Let me feel you out. Let me figure out what you're going to do. Let me try to understand what your offense is doing, what your defense is doing. You can't do that. Because what we have seen through four games, even with Notre Dame, people are trying to keep that Buckeyes offense off the field. An offense that has shown some explosive uh, uh, ability, 
but it's not the explosive offense that you have seen previously. It's a very one-dimensional offense. It can't run the ball consistently. Outside of Trevor Henderson's 61-yard touchdown run against Notre Dame, you look at those numbers, of course, so somebody will say, well, Jay, if you take the longest run out of every single game, the numbers will look more, uh, will look poor. Well, that's not always true. But this game, man, Buckeyes can't really run the ball right now. And I'm, I'm not putting it all on the offensive line. But that narrative can change starting tomorrow or can begin to change, not say completely change, but can be uh, on the trajectory to change starting tomorrow. The Buckeyes, Kyle McCord, offensively, defensively, with Eichenberg and Chambers in the middle of that defense. There are a lot of narratives out there. Offensively, what can you be? What is your identity offensively? Right, right now, it's you don't have a, a balanced offense. It's very much one-dimensional when that one dimension is working. <laughs> we saw that last drive, the game-winning drive, 15 plays. They have, didn't have over half of those were incompletions on that final drive. And I'm like, what is the identity of the Buckeyes? They struggle in short yardage, but short yardage is what they utilize to, to score in, to seal the game, to win the game against Notre Dame. So the things the Buckeyes have struggled with, sometimes they can use to make big plays and score touchdowns, but let's put it all together starting tomorrow. Let's start to change the narrative. And let's not do the post-bye week slump that we saw last year after the Buckeyes bye week. Iowa, really embarrassing. Um, what were some other games that were post-bye week? Northwestern, really, really, really odd. Really, It was an odd game to watch. Um, I watched it in a different venue than normal. Um, the Buckeyes played like they were in a different venue than normal. It was so many. Uh, the weather was different. The wind was different. The players, the coaching, a lot of things were different in that game. Yes, yeah, so the Buckeyes walked away with a win. But that post-bi-week slump from a year ago, we don't want to discuss that anymore on this show. And I want to come on here Monday and say, oh, here we go, deja vu. Buckeyes went big, but it still looks like the old Buckeyes from last year. Oh, bi-week came. It came. You got out your funk, got out your rhythm, got off the groove. And what do you find next? Oh, wow. The Buckeyes making the same old mistakes. Don't want to do that. What I want to come on here and discuss them on tomorrow live post game show right here on the Locked On Buckeyes YouTube channel at the conclusion of the game, your boy will be live right here reacting to the Buckeyes game. Hopefully, it's a win. I want to come on here and discuss the positives, how the why the bye week came at a good time, and how the Buckeyes utilized it. What we have seen post bye week, at least in one game, that shows that the buck shows us that the Buckeyes are for real. There's a lot of good games, a lot of good ball left. Eight games left in this season. The rest of them, in the regular season, that is, the rest of them are Big Ten games. Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan State's really not that good. Uh, Minnesota, the pesky um, fighting P.J. Flex. You never know what to get. Michigan, really good football team. Man, if you want to start building some confidence toward the rest of the season, especially for a big battle against Penn State, you can start doing that tomorrow. Yeah, Maryland's going to pose a threat defensively and offensively. Maryland's going to um, make you do some things defensively and offensively that you may that you might not have that might be new for you this season. That doesn't mean anything. That's cool. Great. It's going to happen. What also can happen? The Buckeyes playing their game. I do believe, and I think you believe as well. If the Buckeyes play their game, this should be no contest. 
I'm not saying Maryland's going to be shut out. I'm not going to say that because Maryland's a good football team. Talia's a good quarterback, um, leading the conference in numerous areas. Talia is good. This Buckeye secondary is different. We discuss how many issues we see at the defensive line at Ohio State, which has made plays, don't get me wrong, but imagine how lethal the passing uh, defense uh, of the Buckeyes and how they can slow down the opposition. If they got a consistent pass rush with how well these DBs are playing, whoo, it's lights out for opposing quarterbacks, man. It is lights out. And that's all I want to say about that subject. I'm going to touch on that more in the very next uh, segment of the show. But I will close this first segment out with this. The Buckeyes getting back on the field is great. Let's show everybody. They need to show everybody that they are the Buckeyes. They are for real this year. And they're consistently fixing the things that are weaknesses with this team. That's what they need to do. Will that actually happen? That is TBD to be determined. Coming up next, we will discuss some players and position groups we need to watch for the Buckeyes tomorrow in their matchup at 12 noon Eastern with the Maryland Terrapins. That's coming at you next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new Potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's free and easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Some tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. The college football season, it's here We're in the midst of it. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. I think I may have misspoke earlier in the show when discussing when the Buckeyes play Penn State and saying that the Buckeyes and that Penn State game is a halfway point in the season. That's incorrect. The Buckeyes' halfway point is after the game against Purdue. Now, if you had a bye week before Penn State, that'd be great. Play first six games, Maryland's five, Purdue is six, bye week, and then Penn State. That'd be great. That's not going to happen. I misspoke earlier corrected it as I was like, wait, that didn't make sense. 
because I'm going to a game, the Purdue game, which is before the Penn State game. And that's the dates and the math in my head. It didn't make any sense. I had to clear that thing up. What does make sense, though, is the players and position groups that I do believe we all need to watch tomorrow as the Buckeyes and the Terrapins battle it out in the shoe. The Terrapins is still an odd nickname. Like, I understand that in sports, odd nicknames are out there. The Washington Commanders, I understand why the Washington football team changed their name. I understand why the Washington Commanders, who are formerly known the Washington football team, Change your name from the name that they were formerly known as. I, I understand that, but Washington Commanders? Odd. Very odd. I live in it. I've been a, a basketball fan, Indiana Pacers fan my whole entire life. Indiana Pacers sounds it's a weird nickname, man. It's, there are some weird nicknames out there. There are some weird ones. The Terrapins is one that fits that description. Odd, weird, or not. That might be the only shot I take in Maryland because I really don't take shots at that team or fan base. But that one had to come out at some point during the show. The Buckeyes. I'm watching the offensive line and the linebackers. First two, offense, defense, not going to break it up. Going to hit two at the same time. Offensively, the offensive line, and it goes back to something I said earlier in the show in regards to the lack of running game the Buckeyes have this year. I'm not pulling the numbers up. Don't need to. Your eyeballs tell you the same thing that, um, that my eyeballs tell me. The Buckeyes do not, and they cannot yet consistently run the ball. And I'm not, I'm not putting this on Ryan Day and the way that he's calling the game. I'm not doing that at all. I just don't think they can consistently do No, no, no. Let's change it. Let's change it. They have not consistently done it. I think they can consistently do it if the offensive line continues to take strides to improve their play. Because I've said it once. I'll say it again. That is the weakest position group on the team so far. So far. So far it is. That does not mean it has to remain that way the entire season. If it's the weakest, but it's rivaling, um, saying a D line which is playing not up to not not to the standard you want, but not as bad as some people some people may say it is. If if it comes up and says O line D line are battling and they're playing neck and neck and practicing neck and neck on the field, hey, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. That means you're showing strides. I mean, that means your communication's getting better. Your footwork's getting better. Your hands on a swivel during the play. You know, hey, if he goes here, I got him. If he goes outside, somebody else has him, or I got him. And we communicate quickly to know what's going to happen. Know what we need. Well, know what we need to do to know. What we wow. I try to say. I try to say that again. To know what we need to do. Communication works. And it's key. Consistency is key as well. The linebackers. I'm watching the linebackers because the last time we saw this group of players play, primarily Cody Simon. Excuse me, not Cody Simon. He was a part of the group that played against Notre Dame. But this one's for Eichenberg and, and Chambers. We saw them play against Notre Dame, and there were some things Notre Dame was doing with the two backs in the backfield, the offensive line pulling that really got got Eichenberg and Chambers kind of stuck in the mud, slowed them down for half a second. Offensive linemen of Notre Dame were able to suck and grab them in and drive them back and suck them in so Chambers and Eichenberg could not get off blocks to make tackles. We saw that against Notre Dame. And in the quarterback in Talia that can do a lot of things, you need to be able to, one, know what you're looking at pre-snap. No post-snap if that changes what you're looking at. And also realize you're going to be needed in the pass coverage game. Yes, 
want they can both get better in this area, but they're going to be needed. And if they're not eyeing the proper keys, things could be really bad for them. Now, when it comes to players to watch in this game, I think I mentioned this in the X Factor and the crossover we did a day ago. Uh, I mentioned one player to watch on offense is Chip Trainum, RB2. I, I still think Chip needs more touches. I'll be saying that until it happens. And if it doesn't happen, or, or once it happens, I'll keep saying it again. And if it doesn't happen, I'll say it more. Chip needs more touches. Give that man t- – if, 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 if the amount of plays the Buckeyes are getting, if that number is going to stay around the same for the rest of the year, 10 to 12 carries a game. Yeah, if you want to get him together in the passing game, that's so be it. That's great on you. 10 to 12 carries a game. And if he's a backup and he gets more than a starter, buddy, don't nobody care. But also, this might be a week that Mayan gets back and gets healthy and gets a little bit more touches of his own because Mayan has not been as big of a piece of a pie as he was a year ago. This might be a day for Mayan Williams to get loose. We saw him a year ago. I do believe it was against Rutgers. He had a five-touchdown game. And like, oh, oh, I already wanted you to. I already thought you should have been RB1. But, buddy, this solidifies it in my mind, at least for a year ago. I can't say that yet for Mayan. I think 19 and 32, there's a battle between 19, maybe by some needs to start, and 32 by some needs to start. I think there's a legitimate argument to be made for both players to be RB1. I think 32, number 32 has more, Henderson has more of a, a stock to be that guy. But also, I think if you put 19 at RB1 and give him the most uh, carries, let him tote that rock, we'll be seeing how good this young man can be as a running back in Columbus. The other guy I am watching, there's a multiple, multiple uh, I'll, I'll throw a couple, they're in the secondary. Joshua Proctor was my X factor, but man, I, I'm watching Proctor tomorrow, and I'm watching Jordan Hancock because Jordan Hancock has been done a phenomenal job of just being that role player. Remember, we talked about the role players. We talked about we talked about how Shaquille O'Neal says you need the others to win championships. You need the others to get a ring. You need the others to win big games. You need the others to advance in the playoffs. You remember, I I, I love when Shaq talks about a. Hey, uh, Big Shot Bob and Rick Fox and Derek Fisher and um, uh, a lot of the other guys that he's played with along the way. Now, it's going to be weird saying this, but Gary Payton was a part of the others in Miami. Woo-wee, wow, that sounds so odd. Hall of Famer, Gary Payton was a part of the others when he was in Miami? Yeah, because, well, I mean, he wasn't a star. He was on the back half of his career, but he was a, he fit his role. And I do believe Jordan Hancock has fit his role with the Buckeyes this year. And, man, is he going to come in? Is he going to play outside corner? Is he going to play slot corner? Whatever it is, fit his, do his job and do it well. So those are the guys I'm watching. Number 19, number 41, number seven, uh, number seven in position groups, O-line and linebackers. Coming up next, the Big Ten released future Ohio State Big Ten opponents. Now, we don't know the dates yet, but they have released the opponents that the Buckeyes will have in the 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, and 2028 seasons. We'll go over, over all that next here on Lockdown Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a 
$200 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. This Saturday, your Ohio State Buckeyes play the Maryland Terrapins, and you can catch every snap of this game, which kicks off at 12 noon Eastern on the Buckeyes hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Search SXM on the app to get the broadcast of the game that you love. 2024 to 2028, the Big Ten released and announced the opponents for every, the Big Ten opponents, that is, for the Ohio State Buckeyes, the USC Trojans, UCLA Bruins, Oregon Ducks, Washington Huskies, Indiana Hoosiers, Purdue Boilermakers, the team up north, the Michigan Wolverines, Michigan State Spartans, and everybody else in what is soon to be the 18-team Big Ten Conference. Wow. Could we just call it the big conference, B1G conference? I mean, you already got one in the in the, in the graphic, B1G, be the big conference. And instead of making it an I, use a one. It would make a whole lot of marketing sense because you're not really changing anything but the name, dropping 10 and put making even it the big because you're big, man. It's a big old conference, buddy. Now, the Pac-12 is not what it used to be. I do believe uh, Kyle and Stanford are joining the ACC. That's a whole nother can of worms. It's a whole nother hot mess for those schools out there in the athletic Atlantic Coast Conference. But, man, <laughs> man, it's wild. It wouldn't shock me if, well, now with these conference schedules being out, it might shock me. But even then, I don't, I don't want to say I'd be shocked if going into next season, the, the Big Ten found a way to add Oregon State and Washington State. I mean, you already have rivalries, protected rivalries there. Oregon State, Oregon, Washington State, Washington. I mean, you already have big-time rivals that are there. And when you have ABC, excuse me, NBC, CBS, and Big Fox, FS1, Big Ten Network, Peacock, Paramount Plus. I mean, so many avenues to broadcast these games. If you could get football, Big Ten football, Thursday through Saturday on Thanksgiving weekend, you could just dominate the entire weekend in every time slot. Man, that would be great. Getting ahead of myself. The Buckeyes and their Big Ten opponents for next season. They'll be at home against Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Nebraska, and Purdue. They also have a non-conference late next year with Western Michigan, Marshall, and Southern Mississippi. Then the away games next year, these are the Big Ten opponents and also the only away games the Buckeyes have next year, Michigan State, Northwestern, Oregon, and Penn State. Yes, it is correct. The Buckeyes will go to um, um, Austin Stadium next year uh, in Eugene to play the Oregon Ducks in the first year of a really big expanded, expanded, really big expanded Big Ten Conference. In 2025, um, the Buckeyes do have their non-conference games. They're all at home. So there will be – they have Texas – Ohio, yes, the Bobcats, and UConn, the other home games in 2025, Minnesota, Penn State, Rutgers, and UCLA. Yes, the Bruins are coming are coming uh, from Pasadena to 
or excuse me, from Southern California, Los Angeles, who plays in Pasadena, uh, to uh, Columbus to play the Buckeyes. And then the away games in 2025, Illinois, Michigan, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Washington. There's a West Coast team coming to Columbus. There's a West Coast team that the Buckeyes will travel to play in Washington. That's one of the places that I want to watch a game really bad. It always seems like a wild, wild fan base. Great place to watch a game. And also the venue is very unique compared to the other college football stadiums that you will watch. 2026, the home slate for the Buckeyes, the Big Ten slate, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Northwestern, and Oregon. The Ducks come to Columbus that season. And then 2026, the away games, Indiana, Iowa, Nebraska, and USC. Buckets have to go to the L.A. Coliseum to play um, uh, USC that year. I'm going to skip over some of this stuff really quickly. Um, 2027, the Buckeyes have to go to Oregon once again. 2028, the Buckeyes go to the Rose Bowl to play UCLA. I want to say that the last there was a home and home between the Buckeyes and Oregon scheduled in like the 2031, 2032 seasons. That's gone away. I'm going to be interested to see who the Buckeyes add in that slate. Now, when it comes to the USC Trojans, and I only picked USC because of the four schools that are joining the Big Ten next year, USC is easily the biggest. If you're an Oregon fan or a Washington fan or a fan of UCLA and you don't like that statement, sorry. It's just facts. USC next year in the Big Ten, their home opponents that are Big Ten conference opponents, they're at home against Wisconsin, Rutgers, Penn State, and Nebraska. And I'm only doing this to give you a picture about how travel is going to work for those West Coast schools. Only going one, one year to give you a snapshot. But then next year, USC has to go on the road to Maryland, literally, literally coast to coast. On the road to Maryland, on the road to Michigan, on the road to Minnesota, all the M's at one season, on the road to Wisconsin and on the road to UCLA, wouldn't it be the Big Ten to say, hey, November, second week of November, you got to go to Wisconsin <laughs> or you got to go to Minnesota? <laughs> I'm here for it, man. Hey, I am here for it. That's a level of petty that I am here for. But the schedule next year, it's not really difficult. You got three easy non-conference games. Western Michigan, Marshall, and Southern Miss. You should wipe all of them off the field really easily. Home against Indiana. That should be a win. Iowa should be a win. Michigan should be a win. I'm saying it's going to be, but it should be a win. Nebraska, Purdue. Uh, out of those five Big Ten schools, only one of them is good, and that's Michigan. The other five aren't that good at all. And then on the way, on um, on the road next year, Michigan State, which probably still, probably still going to be trash. Northwestern, going to be trash. Oregon and Penn State should be good. So this year's schedule is a little bit harder than normal, but next year you'll really only have three tough games. Michigan, Oregon, and Penn State. This is on paper at this point in time. I understand Michigan had an easy schedule this year or the past couple of years. And I'm anticipating people coming at my head saying, Jay, well, next year you just said the Buckeye schedule is pretty easy. Why is their non-conference so easy, so light? They had to alter things in Washington join the Big Ten. I'm going to leave it at that. This is how the cookie, cookie crumbled, man. Big Ten decided to change the things up. There are still are some protected rivalries for those that are in the conference. There are some other details that go along with how they made this, this schedule. But I'm here for it. Buckeyes don't have multiple West Coast trips um, in this schedule, this, five, this string of five seasons. One to Oregon, 
2024, one to Washington in 2025, one to USC in 26, one to Oregon again in 27, and then one to UCLA in 28. It's not that bad. It's not that bad at all. It could have been worse. They could have said, hey, you got to go to USC and UCLA in the same season. Wait, you got to go to the same part of the country? There's two different stadiums that both seat close to 100,000 people? Great. Cool. It'd be difficult. It'd be hard. Time zone might mess with some of the youngsters. Oh, this is the Big Ten. This is the Big Ten in 2024, 2023, and beyond. Out of here on a Friday. We will be back tomorrow live, post-game, reacting, instantly reacting with another, with another Buckeyes, Locked on Buckeyes postcast after what should be a big Buckeyes win. You can follow me on X at jstephen07. You can see me, follow me, send all your emails, excuse me, Sending me all the emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We're out of here on this Friday, Buckeye fans. I'll see you next time.